0: Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, on DVD and VHS. If you'll excuse me. We live the excitement and adventure at home. I hate it when he does that. With the latest episode that unlocks the secrets of the Star Wars saga. Experience the movie the way it was meant to be seen, in spectacular digital clarity. For the first time ever, a major live-action film has been captured and created directly from its digital source on DVD to give you ultimate sound and picture quality. Experience the difference and see what your DVD player can really do. I see you becoming the greatest of all, Jedi. And that's just the beginning. This two-disc set is packed with six hours of bonus features that take you behind the scenes and inside the saga. This holiday, Unlock the Star Wars Saga, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, on DVD and VHS November 12th.
1: Wars fans and moof milkers everywhere welcome to episode number 307 blast points is Jason and this Gabe and it is month four of attack of the clones year celebrating the 20th anniversary of Star Wars episode two attack of the clones this month we are talking about the Attack of the Clones DVD and we're not doing it alone. We are joined by Silver from the Into the Garbage Shoot podcast, Star Wars Drifting. You know her, you love her. Silver, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us with this.
2: Hi, first of all, I still can't believe that I'm here. I'm excited. Listen, I'm here for Attack of the Clones month, year. I'm here for it all. I'm excited. We're going to talk about Attack of the Clones. That's all that matters. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Thank you so much, because I know we are huge fans of your show. We are huge fans of Star Wars thrifting, like just about the most amazing thing on the Internet, period. So many times (laughs) every week I'm so jealous because you find the best stuff, and it's always like, man. Why can't I find that stuff?
2: <laughs> um, I'm glad I was able to just, you know, just start sharing stuff on the internet with like other Star Wars fans. Because when I, before I got into, you know, making an Instagram just to interact with other uh, Star Wars fans, I was just posting posting it just like, you know, on my Instagram or, you know, Facebook or whatever. And I would just you know, find a Jar Jar Binks alarm clock and nobody was interested. And, you know, like <laughs> my cousins and dog walking neighbor just did not care. And I was like, I need to find some friends who would just be excited and geek out over this. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm able to interact with other Star Wars fans and everyone just enjoys pretty much just my love for the episode one, I think the episode one merch is just the best. And I'm just glad I get to share that with others.
1: (laughs) It's made my standards of like thrift, thrift store shopping. Now I think just unmatchable because I like, I'll like, well, I've got to find some star Wars stuff here because I know silver finds star Wars stuff. The best star Wars stuff every single time. I never find anything. That's like, we have a big in the summer um, outside Chicago. There's a, it's like a swap meet, I think, every Sunday, a big one at the arena. And I haven't gone for years because the last time I went, I swear, everything they were selling, all they had were rusty saw blades and batteries. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody was selling that. I was <laughs> so like, this is terrible. Maybe, Maybe I'll try again this summer. Maybe they'll have some Star Wars stuff.
2: Yeah, I I need to start posting like my fails, like my thrift store fails, because I think I just post like the things that I find, but I really need to be a little bit more transparent and just show most of the times when I go to thrift stores, I don't find anything. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) everyone's like, how do you do it? I'm like, well, I just really just show, you know, just my wins. But trust me, you know, the 20 times I go throughout the week, I don't find any.
1: (laughs) Well, we are so happy that you are joining us. For this month's installment of Attack of the Clones year, And we're so happy because we let you pick. We wanted you on. We let you pick the topic. And you picked the Attack of the Clones DVD. And we we were just like, yes. And we're celebrating this month. the, The massive day in Star Wars history. November 12th, 2002. The day the Attack of the Clones DVD came out. Let's start. Silver, where were you on November 12th? 2002.
2: Well, on that nice, crisp autumn morning. um, No, I, uh, November 12, 2002, you know, that year, uh, my parents bought a new house and we'd moved to a, you know, brand new, um, brand new area, you know, brand new house. I started a brand new school. I just remember coming home and my dad, not only did he buy the Attack of the Clones DVD, he bought a, a, a DVD player in general. So we were getting a, you know, it was just a big day in our household. I think he just wanted to make like a fun purchase of like brand new house, got a DVD player. And here's a movie that came out with it today. So let's let's get this party going. So I just remember that. I remember it just being a big thing because we got a DVD player and i'm trying to remember i'm like i guess not everyone like it wasn't that common um you know for everyone to have a DVD player or unless we were just late to the party uh, <laughs> but um i just remember it being a really big deal in our household that um you know that we had some pretty fun toys to come home to that day
1: wow yeah that's that's amazing that's like to usher in a brand new DVD player with one of the most incredible DVDs ever made, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, all your any other DVDs were probably jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they knew they couldn't compete with the the first DVD you had in your DVD player.
2: No one can compete, I think, with this DVD <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like he knew. But um yeah, I just remember definitely just coming home and just it it just being you know, a big thing. Um, and again, I think a lot had to do with the fact that we moved into this new house, um, a month prior. And I just remember really, I think things were just still in boxes, but we really just stood out was in our living room was a TV, a DVD player and, you know, some DVDs. <laughs>
1: That's that's really all you need. I think it, whenever I move, that's usually the only thing. The first thing unpacked, right, is the TV, and then maybe the DVD player.
2: <laughs> you don't need anything else. The TV just needs to be on. <laughs> and
1: just, and just Attack of the Clones. Just unpack Attack of the Clones. Just don't even pack Attack of the Clones. Like keep it in the passenger seat of your car. So that when you get to the new place, like I got it
2: I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> Gabe, where were you, November twelfth, two thousand two? It's crazy because. I always remember that date because of the commercials with the Huda Man Yoda Band, November 12th all of that This holiday Huda Man Yoda Man When
0: you can bring home the ultimate Jedi master in the biggest lightsaber wielding adventure ever Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones Plus this DVD is jammed with over 6 hours of even more fun and excitement you can watch again and again Star Wars Episode 2. Yoda,
1: the man. Available on DVD and VHS. Rated PG. I could not tell you what I did that day. I don't remember at all. I remember getting my Phantom Menace DVD and I remember watching all the stuff. I remember getting the Revenge of the Sith DVD and watching all the stuff, but Attack of the Clones, I can't remember. It's like. It's like it was always already there or something in my – or my mind just couldn't comprehend it at the time and it blew my mind so much that I I blacked it out. (laughs) I I know I've said it on the show before because with Phantom Menace, I took the day off from work and I went and got it in the morning and I got a pack of Krispy Kreme donuts and I started watching Phantom Menace stuff at like – Seven something a.m. and by, but I ate a whole box of donuts, and then by like one p.m., I passed. I literally passed out on the couch and like took a nap in the afternoon. <laughs> Phantom Menace sent me over the edge, and I think with Attack of the Clones, I did the same thing. But I think I was, I didn't get like donuts or something, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to try and marathon everything on the disc in one day like I did with Phantom Menace. But also, the weird thing was is that. Attack of the Clones came out on DVD in November, just like months after Attack of the Clones was in theaters. And with Phantom Menace, remember, we had to wait so long for the DVD. And I just remember thinking like, oh, my God, I can already watch this at home, which was at the time, honestly, the first Star Wars movie that kind of came out quickly, Well, that's right because I remember we talked about this when we were talking about the IMAX cut. That the IMAX version was just a few months before the DVD, and maybe that's why I can't separate them in my head. Is it was like the it was in the theater, and then it was in IMAX, and then it was at home, and then I do remember like afterwards. I think like the next summer, watching like basically from the arena through the end of the movie like almost daily, like for a whole,
3: (laughs) for a whole (laughs) summer. Like I would just come
1: home, come home from work and, and just watch them and just watch the end of attack clones for a little bit. Yeah. It's weird how vivid the other two movies are and how little I can remember the first time bringing the DVD home. Cause there is so much good stuff on there and, and going back through it, preparing for today and actually like getting the DVD out and putting it in a DVD player and, and, reliving that whole experience after just being lazy and, you know, watching it on Disney plus or having the Blu-rays. I don't know. It's just, it's so exciting to go back to and literally just like browse the menus is, is
2: fun. So much fun. It's the best. There's really nothing like it. And, you know, I'd mentioned that, uh, well, you know, I was, you know, fairly young when it it came out, but for some reason, I think the, the Attack of the Clones DVD just really, really stands out. More so than the most for me, you know, you mentioned that it did come out so quickly then, you know, on video and you were able, it was more accessible than the other movies, um, which is insta- insane because I completely forgot that, you know, they had that IMAX release and then, you know, the movie came out in May and then you were able to have it at home in November is insane.
1: Well, before we start getting into all the chunky bits of the the actual DVD, Silver, let's talk about your relationship with Attack of the Clones. Because I know it's a very special one.
2: Attack of the Clones is the movie that everyone has in their relationship with Star Wars. The movie that just made you, you know, that magical moment everyone has had with Star Wars and what their movie is. This was it for me. I grew up with a family who loved Star Wars. You know, my dad, my uncles, big original trilogy fans. I, I was in elementary school during The Phantom Menace and, you know, the excitement. I just remember it, you know, very, you know, I just really remember that. And I remember seeing a Phantom Menace in the theater and thinking, wow, that's so cool. I remember all that. But Attack of the Clones definitely is the movie for me that made me realize, like, okay, I love Star Wars, where I felt like previously I inherited Star Wars, if that makes sense. But this was the movie for me that I was like, no, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I love it. And yeah, I was in middle school already on, on my way to high school when I saw this movie. So yeah, summer 2002, definitely like one of the best summers just because of this movie. I don't know. I just remember seeing sitting in the theater. I don't think I even touched my popcorn or my licorice candy cuz I was just so blown away by everything that I was seeing on screen. I just even remember like just the buzz in my city. We actually had like the digital projector in one of our oldest movie theaters, so I remember the buzz around that. Yeah, I just remember just I can't even tell you what moment. <laughs> it just made me fall over. It. it was all of it. I remember leaving the theater just completely Blown away. Um, I think me, my my mom has girls, so me and my sisters were just in the parking lot with fake lightsabers, uh, pretending we were Jedi, and it just really just left a big impact on all on myself. Uh, but definitely that entire summer, I remember going to the grocery store and asking my grandma, like, you know, the grocery store they had like a magazine section or like books, random books, and you know. Stationaries and stuff like that. There was an Attack of the Clones like storybook. I like begged my grandma to buy me that s- Attack of the Clones storybook. I just, oh, that's all I could think about that summer was that movie. I just like for me, that's just what really just solidified Star like my love for Star Wars. And you know, as I just up until now, as I grew up, I wasn't really aware of you know, it's kind of like. The reactions are some negative reactions of it because I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And yeah, it's definitely my, it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, I can, I, it's something that I can actually just put on and, you know, fall asleep to. Again, I think it's just, I think it's just my magic moment in Star Wars. <laughs> I think that everyone has.
1: We know all about loving this movie so much and also falling asleep to it. <laughs> <laughs> celebration 2015, our one chance to see it in 3D. Oh, man. <laughs> it was a double feature of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, both in 3D. And I think it was the first time or second time that Attack of the Clones was shown in 3D in the United States because I showed it like at a convention in Germany. Phantom Menace was a party. People were cheering. It was the, the most joyous theater experience w- watching the Phantom Menace I've ever had in my life. And we were just so pumped. We're like, oh my God, yes, Attack of the Clones is next. And keep in mind, this is the same day where that morning we went to the Force Awakens panel. <laughs> and then and we slept in line overnight and everything. And we were feeling great. And then literally Attack of the Clones starts I think I was the last one to go down, but I, as soon as Obi Wan went to Kamino, I was out. That's it. (laughs) I woke up in the Geonosis battle at the end and I was like,
2: damn it. Yeah, you missed everything.
1: (laughs) I think that's how you know when you really love a movie is when you can fall asleep during it and you're not even like bummed out because it's like your friend. Because I know there was a point like with uh, Last Jedi. Later in the summer, I went and saw it, and and I fell asleep, and I like woke up when Yoda showed up, and I'm like, okay, this is good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's all good. I'm just nice and comfortable here with my friend.
2: That's exactly you're. Yeah, you're just comfortable, and it's you know it's a sweet, sweet lullaby. So.
1: human behavior. Episode 2 just brings everything together. It has action, it has
4: adventure. I
2: love R2-D2. I didn't know R2 could
4: fly. Yoda really rocks
1: in this movie. He just gets all into
2: it. He
3: fights with his lightsaber. He's smart. He's very smart.
1: Watching their faces light up, it (laughs) made me feel like a child again. It's just a great family movie.
0: Star Wars, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, on DVD and video. Available Tuesday, November 12th at
3: Walmart.
1: Let's start getting into all the little details of the Attack of the Clones DVD. The lost art of the DVD when we would come home with our new favorite movie and put it in and explore all the bonus features. It's it's something that just doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, because it, it's kind of... I mean, I can see why it maybe it's, I guess it's old fashioned at this point, which is weird to say, but it is almost like they tried to make a game out of it. And it was like the experience of clicking buttons and things because it was so new, they like went out of their way to make it exciting with all the like scenes from the movie that actually transitioned to, to the different menus. And then that they actually like elaborated on scenes to the movie to have things, to have the menu items appear on like you go to the the web docs and there's like a spaceship lands and on the side of the spaceship are all the buttons which which was totally mind-blowing at the time because remember when the phantom menace dvd came out it was the most deluxe insane dvd to ever come out and it was just like well yeah because it's the phantom menace and it's star wars it's got to be the biggest and craziest thing ever and attack of the clones was just like the movies even bigger and crazier. And I remember like when like the Fellowship of the Ring, like the extended edition came out and people were like, this is the craziest, biggest DVD ever. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still not as good as Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Because right away you'd put in the Attack of the Clones DVD and there were three different menu screens and they would just come up
2: randomly and they're insane. Oh, those are the best. The best. Those menus are insane. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, it's because it was so interactive, you know, and, you know, we mentioned like it was like a game, but it was just really just like everything was like interactive, you know, and the fact that you had a menu just to play the movie with music and scenes from the movie was really, really cool. And it came at random. There's three different menus. You didn't even know what you were going to put on. It's funny because I posted a screenshot of this DVD menu on my uh, Twitter and Instagram. And the amount of responses that I got because everyone just say, you know, the responses were that they can hear this image. (laughs) It's such a, it's so, I mean, it's just impactful. Like just this, there's nothing like these DVD menus, these Star Wars DVDs menus. But, you know, I know Phantom Menace was like that too. But man, Attack of the Clones was something. And my favorite is how you would wa- you know we talk about falling asleep to the movie because it's a nice comfy friend but you know sometimes you would fall really fall asleep to the movie because it's time to go to bed and this thing would just shock you and wake you up because when the when the credits would stop rolling it would go to the dv uh, back to the dvd menu but with a very loud <laughs> invasive like da-da-da. Yeah, these menus are the best.
1: Well, that's because they knew that you know people were gonna get comfortable and take naps, and they didn't want you to like waste your whole day away sleeping. So the 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 DVD DVD knew it had to wake you back up eventually.
2: Yeah, just wake up. <laughs> Which one
1: is everybody's favorite of the three locations? The three different menus.
2: Geonosis. Um just because it has some of my favorite. It shows like almost like the third acts of the movie. So you have like Padme looking at Anakin when they're about to go out and you know into the arena. You have Anakin looking very upset and then you have Obi-Wan who is, you know, strapped, you know, getting interrogated by Dooku. I don't know. I just have these very <laughs> big images and then there is this one image also where Yoda's grabbing his lightsaber. I don't know. I just really like it. And plus you have the All the creatures on Geonosis on the bottom making, you know, they're they're on the they're at the DVD menu just kind of staring at you, ready for this battle to start. And it just really it just looks really fun. But yeah, I really like the Geonosis one. And I answered really quickly because I thought about it and I just had to answer it.
1: I would go with Camino just because I love the reflections of characters' faces in the Camino water. I thought that was a bold move.
2: That is cool. That is cool. You're right.
1: <laughs> the Camino one has the music too, doesn't it? The Camino music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I yeah. That makes me want to pick Camino, but I think, Silver, you've you've converted me with the with the creatures because I forgot that the little creatures are in the bottom. And
3: that, Yeah, they're the yeah, bottom. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that, that pushes Geonosis over the edge, I think. So then we have with the actual movie, Attack of the Clones. A lot of the advertising for this DVD was pushing that it was the ultimate DVD experience because it was the first ever live action film that had a digital copy of a digital recording. And it was like, oh man, what what is this even going to look like? Which has kind of now right made it one of the weirdest home viewing experiences for Star Wars. It's, it's weird because it's flipped from being when it came out on dvd it was the best looking dvd ever because it was like a digital master right to you know to a digital format and it looked so much better and sharper than than other movies but now that we're so far in the future and and the quality of everything has gone up the fact that the digital master for attack of the clones is so low res compared to the other movies that now attack of the clones which used to be the best looking on home video is like now the worst looking one, even though it still looks beautiful, but it's kind of flipped over time.
2: Yeah. For its time. uh, Yeah. It was, it was huge. Um, but yeah, those, uh, those TV spots, uh, promoting the DVD were, were big, you know, they were just saying, this is the way it was meant to be seen. I pulled up a couple of like different like DVD reviewers from back in its day. I'm just, um, But from IGN.com says, this is exactly what a DVD is meant to be. And then from DVDreview.com in October 2002 says, Star Wars Episode 2, all hail the new king of DVD. Wow. Um, (laughs) From the digitalbits.com says, most importantly, the picture and sound quality here is unqualified, out of the park home run. The film presentation is truly dazzling. Arguably the best currently available on any DVD. But yeah, people were excited. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you could, you could tell that was true because if you went to like a Costco or any store that had TVs for sale, they were just playing the Attack of the Clones <laughs> DVD. Like for, y- for t- Basically until Revenge of the Sith came out, they would just always be yeah. playing somewhere on a TV in a store. <laughs> this is a true story. I was at this high-end mall. Kind of, and then like closer to the Detroit area, they were like trying to sell like surround sound speakers and like chairs that had speakers in them or something. And what they were using to sell it was. Obi-Wan and Django's chase through the asteroids and Attack of the Clones. And I walked past this store and I was like, Man, what are they doing playing Attack of the Clones? And I I went walking in there and they were like, Do you want to check it out? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sat down, they were like trying to sell me like these speakers or something. And I was just like, wait a minute, let me just watch the seismic charge. and then like it happened and then i was and then i was like okay i'm good i'll go thank you thank you for your time it's a great movie
2: love it keep playing it (laughs) yeah oh that's good that's awesome i've been like yeah can you actually restart this from the beginning (laughs) (laughs) i gotta see
1: captain typho (laughs) well that's so it's almost that ridiculous because on the dvd there is like the thx section where you can like calibrate your tv and what's so awesome is after you, like, calibrate your TV, they show you a clip of the movie. I don't know if you guys ever went through that part, but they sh- the, sh- the clip they pick is, like, Obi-Wan leaving a hologram for Anakin, like, when he gets out of his starfighter on Geonosis. So it's like they don't even pick, like, a normal part of the movie. It's, like, the craziest part in the middle where it's just hologram Obi-Wan basically talking to, what, R2-D2 in the spaceship? R4! Yeah. yeah. Transmit yeah. code to the old folks home. Yeah, like why? <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, that, that's what they want you to, to to test your THX calibration on that scene. Maybe they want you to see if you can tell if that's the wig or not on you yeah. and I think is why they picked that part. <laughs> I will say though, you know, Attack of the Clones does look really nice on Disney Plus. It's very it's warm. We might be biased, the three of us here right now. We might be, I don't know if people listening can tell, we might be a little biased.
2: We might be a little biased, but it is one of the amazing looking movies. I mean, you have the skyline of Coruscant, you have the wavy waters of Camino, you have the orangest, purest, gray cl- clays of Geonosis. It's its a really good looking movie. <laughs>
1: We, we don't have to apologize for having good taste.
2: Everyone get with the program.
1: <laughs> the next big thing on the disc was the commentary. Once you've gone through the movie itself and seen the incredible digital transfer of the film, there was the, the commentary with George Lucas, Rick McCallum, Ben Burt, Rob Coleman, John Knoll, Pablo Hellman, and Ben Snow. It's a dream team. It's a pretty action-packed commentary.
2: You have uh, like Rick McCallum just doing like the general conversation. Then you have like the Ben Burt's, the John Knowles, and the Rob Coleman's just explaining why they're the experts on everything. A lot going on in the commentary, which is really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was always a neat thing with, uh, I think. They started that with Phantom Menace, right? I think with doing the kind of group commentary thing. And then they, they kept that when the original trilogy DVDs came out. And it's kind of nice because it keeps things moving and you get a lot of varying information. But sometimes it is kind of a tease because it's like, you know, George Lucas will be talking and saying something. And then you want him to keep going, but then they'll cut to somebody else. So it's, <laughs> it keeps it exciting, but sometimes it's frustrating. And I know we talked about it in our sifo episode a few episodes back, but still, this commentary is very legendary for George Lucas making the wild promise that don't worry, the whole sifo thing is going to be fully explained in episode three.
4: Someone in the Jedi Order has been hiding this whole system from the Jedi archives. It does come out uh, eventually in the next movie, um, exactly what's behind all this. But I wanted to have it there in this movie, but not so strongly that you asked a lot of questions about who is the one that uh, erased the tapes and who started the army and how all that works because it's something that unfortunately uh, doesn't get revealed until the third
2: film. George Lucas, just George Lucas. I think we can all agree, he's just having the best time of his life making this movie.
3: <laughs> well,
1: and that's something we're going to talk about too when we get to like some of the the webisodes and stuff, and even in some of the documentaries we're going to be talking about Lucas's mood in this compared to the beginning. Even is like night and day. He, in fact, says in the the webisode, "We didn't go to the desert to get a suntan." He's like. I, I'm happy now. I'm feeling good now. I'm doing good. He's like not like grumpy, Lucas. He's smiling so much; it's almost unsettling.
2: Yeah, and he's making a lot of funny jokes. Like he's the funniest that he's ever been. I love it. He just he's yeah. He's just having a good time. I mean, he clearly just ha- is has his vision of what he wants, and he's just there to just have a good time. And yeah, I definitely enjoyed. I think everyone should just go and watch the special features just to see just how George Lucas is just having, he's on vacation.
3: (laughs) It
1: really is. If you think about it, potentially the first movie he ever made where he's kind of starting with everything he wants or needs. Cause a new hope was super stressful and no one knew what he was trying to do. And then after that, he pretty much stopped directing for the other two Phantom Menace was kind of back to, new hope again, where they had to figure out how to do all this stuff that they had never done before. And now with attack of the clones, it was like, he's finally able to shoot digital, which he'd been wanting to do forever. And that removed a lot of the the stress of, you know, not knowing what you're going to get. So it kind of makes sense that he's so happy and yeah, it's nice that they were there filming it. So there's, there's proof that he's having a good time.
2: Like he doesn't have that pressure as a leader to just make sure you know everything's going smoothly. It's just yeah, he's pretty much seeing that everything that he wanted maybe to get done, even like in Phantom Menace, like he's seeing it. You know, it had, it's progressed, and he's you know he's just really enjoying it.
4: I thought we were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring you something like I thought you were crazy. Yeah. Well, everybody did. You yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all right. I, I'm happy now.
1: So if we move on to disc two, I think one of the first things on disc two is the eight deleted scenes. Some of them are on Disney Plus, and weirdly, some of them are not. They're all on YouTube, if you look. Of the eight deleted scenes that were on the 2002 DVD, what are some of all of our favorites? Well, the first thing, too, we got to mention, too, is that the the menu for that, the fact that it's like it goes into the, the hidden Geonosis base with the hologram table, I think was an inspired choice that the, you know, the secret deleted scenes are down in the secret military base underground.
2: And speaking on that, on Geonosis, I really, my, one of my favorite deleted scenes is when Dooku interrogates, uh, Anakin and Padme, because any extra, any extra, anything with Christopher Lee is just a plus so i was here for it already. You're holding a Jedi
4: Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm formally requesting you hand him over to me now.
1: We don't recognize the Republic here, Senator.
0: But if Naboo were to join our alliance, I could easily hear
1: your plea for clemency.
4: And if I don't join
2: your rebellion?
1: The Republic cannot be fixed, my lady. It is time to start over.
2: Honestly, I also really love when they go visit Padme's family, where you get kind of like another, another side.
1: That's so insane, because when the movie came out, I remember reading the novelization and all the stuff with the neighbors. I was like, oh, this is just something that's in the novel. There's... That this makes sense that this is something like the novel would flesh out. And then I remember when the DVD came out, I was like, You gotta be kidding me. Well, especially they cast so many people for her family too. That's like I think when we were watched the the Ahmed Best online interviews and he's like talking to her mom and like the members of her family. And at the time they're like, Hey, I'm gonna be in Star Wars and not knowing that that, you know, that that whole section of the movie was gonna be cut out, but because it was like The mom, the dad, the sisters, and the little kids and stuff. Yeah, it was a big, it's a lot of people.
2: If you watch Revenge of the Sith um, and Pad on, you know, during Padme's funeral, they show her parents. And if you did not watch the deleted scene, they would probably just be random, I don't know, (laughs) just some random town folk who are attending a funeral. But no, they're her parents.
1: (laughs) It's like the insane thing with Mon Mothma in Rogue One. I honestly forget that her scenes in *Revenge of the Sith* were cut because I was just like, "Oh yeah, there she is." Yeah, it's from *Revenge of the Sith*. That's the Mon Mothma. Well, d- doesn't doesn't everybody just watch the deleted scenes over and over again, or is it or is it just us?
2: <laughs> Everyone should. I mean, no, I mean that's the first thing I do, right? Everyone does that. They get their DVD, they open up, they go straight to the deleted scenes.
1: Gabe, I think I know what your favorite deleted scene is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get enough of the of Padme's bedroom and, and Nakitula and Sweetheart and the hologram picture of the little alien hugging Padme, like that that I never get tired of that one.
4: That was one I went with the relief group. Their sun was imploding and the planet was dying. I was helping me locate all the children. See that little one I'm holding? His name was Nakitula, which means sweetheart. It was so full of life. They all were. They were never able to adapt to live off their native planet. They all died.
1: My favorite with Nakatula was Celebration 2015 when you were wearing your homemade nakitula (laughs) t-shirt and we were in we were in line to get into the the costume and prop exhibit for the force awakens and the guy turned around and read your shirt and (laughs) he's like what does that mean we're like come on man deleted scenes from Attack of the Clones. We're at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> right. Right. It's like if we were at Burger King, I would understand, but we're like at Star Wars Celebration. We're waiting in line <laughs> to look at props of all things. Like, I would have thought you would have watched the DVD at least once. <laughs> he was getting really frustrated with me, too. I was like, it's Sweetheart. It's Nakatula. Come on. It's for Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, I In all reality, Gabe, I would pick Nakatula for me also, but I am going to give a special little shout out To the research droids To the analysis droids Because they made action figures of them Shortly after the movie came out And I was like, this is so insane We got action figures from the lead scene But I really like those analysis droids
3: Place a subject for analysis on the sensor tray, please It's a toxic dart I need to know where it came from and who made it
1: One moment, please. It is funny how different it is now that it is like it's hard to get an action figure for a character who's in the show that you're watching right now. But back then, yeah, you could get action figures for characters in deleted scenes who are only in deleted scenes. It wasn't even like they were in another scene and this deleted scene. So let's move on to the documentaries. They were, like I said, they were more technical than the beginning, which now I love so much the same style mostly and uh, the wonderful the amazing from puppets to pixels is made by John Shank who also did the beginning i think he did films are not released they escape i may be wrong and weirdly from puppets to P- pixels also is the only one that is not on disney plus
2: it's so good it should be on disney plus <laughs> obviously the beginning there's something we all you know it's just show-stopping and amazing and great and we're all big fans from puppets to pixels it's just like a for me i just thought it was like a great companion to the beginning um because you just get it's almost like a more like intimate project just having george lucas and rob coleman just sitting with each other everywhere is probably the best
1: It's crazy going back to From Pubs to Pixels and just how much of the documentary is literally Rob Coleman at his computer with George sitting next to him, looking at a computer screen.
2: It's like, you know, you're just working like on a project with like your friend from school and you're just, that's all you're spending your time with is this one person just doing your research and you guys are just looking on the computer. That's exactly Rob Coleman and uh, George Lucas. (laughs)
1: When I love going back to Puppets to Pixels now, because it really just represents that period of time, the early 2000s of the dawn of digital characters and really embracing digital technology to make movies. And I swear it's in this one or one of them where Rick McCallum does say like, you know, we're going to do this and then eventually James Cameron is going to do it. And then everybody's going to be doing it. And it makes me think of like Avatar. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course they did. And this is like they were right. And there's a whole chunk in From pubs to Pixels where they're talking about doing the digital Yoda and especially the digital Yoda fight at the end with Dooku. And the sense that George really wanted that and you get some of the trepidation of other people of, is this going to be laughed at? Because you've got to think we, even though we love the Phantom Menace and we love Attack of the Clones, there were a lot of people who, you know, were not into that movie at all. And if Yoda came out and started flipping around and doing what he does that we all love, if audiences rejected that and laughed at it and said that's too much you've gone too far, that's silly the whole movie, Attack of the Clones would have just sunk and I, you get that sense of fear in them our double is doing all the sword fighting just against nothing for, uh, for where he's fighting Yoda that'll be challenging I mean there's <laughs> and it has to be handled well because it ha- does have the potential of,
3: of being unintentionally funny if it's not done right. You have this uh, this tiny little uh, two and a half foot tall uh, frog creature who's uh, you know, running around with these lightsabers, fighting somebody who's over
1: six feet tall. Um, if not handled just right, it's going to look silly.
4: Okay, take wind up. Well,
1: and it seems like the, because that they were aware of that, and it, and and they make a point in the documentary. I think John Noel brings it up the most of like maybe one of the reasons they were able to pull it off is they, as from the very beginning, they knew that that was something they had to, to to keep an eye out for and, and walk that fine line of being exciting and not silly, even though other parts of the movie are very silly, but this part of the movie can't be silly. <laughs> it it has to be as serious as Yoda doing flips can be.
2: Yeah, no. And um, cause even George mentions it too, like, cause he. They're they're all very aware of, you know, just kind of the reaction of the puppet Yoda from The Phantom Menace. So you can just totally just sense like there's like tension, like, you know, taking really great care of this character and this big lightsaber battle that he's about to do. It was really pretty interesting just seeing just like the beginning parts of it and just even like the discussions they had. Surrounding this computer,
1: <laughs> one of my favorite goofy George Lucas moments, though by far, is when they're reviewing the footage on Camino, and he points out the slow walking Kaminoan going down a hallway. I wonder if this guy's walking too slow. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's he's on
4: something, and he can't quite remember what part of the city he's in. This damn city looks all alike to me. i know i live here somewhere
1: in interviews he's george is always so but and you always hear people that work with him say like you know he's got a really good sense of humor and he's actually really funny and blah blah blah. and i just love that in a lot of these documentaries we get to see that which we just so as fans we so barely ever get to see
2: yeah my favorite is uh, his orig- uh, the origin story of where Yoda came from and who Yoda's parents were.
4: <laughs> I would think of him more like a frog. If anything, I would, he would spring around to his where he's going. Okay. Has big thighs. Okay. We'll try some of Huge that. Huge thighs. We got our Kermit neck. thighs. See, <laughs> it's Kermit, What we've done is we're going to blend <laughs> Kermit the Frog with Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the illegitimate child of Kermit the Frog and oh, Miss Piggy. Oh man. We've never discussed this before. And don't let it get out because if that hits the National Enquirer, we're all dead. It's a very disturbed picture in my head right now.
1: <laughs> well, and especially I think like we were talking about earlier too, the fact that he is not stressed out and seems to be having so much fun makes the jokes even more apparent because you know, maybe that maybe there were like twice as many jokes from him during attack of the clones, because he wasn't like having feeling like he was going to have a heart attack, not knowing what, what was going to happen.
2: He's Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But I just seeing George Lucas just be, you know, he's just very, yeah. He's just, just having so much fun and very light. Yeah. It's really actually really special to see.
1: There, there's also a lot of John Nolan shorts too. So it's like, I think everyone's <laughs> <laughs> taking it. Taking it loose on uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's like every day's casual Friday for Attack of the Clones.
2: Yeah, there's this one uh, when John. There's this part where John Knoll's just like sitting like in his shorts, like crisscross applesauce, just like you know, just having a good time. It's like wow, everyone's just having a ball here.
1: <laughs> it was the shorts era for John Knoll. It was just you know, Attack of the Clones was real loose. Everyone's just having a great time.
2: I'm telling you, it's a vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so then, like we said, there's the films are not released, they escape, the, the Ben Burt mania, Ben Burt out of control. There's state of the art, the pre-visualiz- pre-visualization of episode two, more kind of standard documentary fare. And I I love going back to state of the art and the fact that it is on Disney Plus and how many people are like, you know what, I'm going to watch a short documentary about previs on episode two. That sounds fascinating like just normal normal people how many people have done it i want i wonder what the numbers are but it it is kind of fascinating that's the thing i think it's one of those maybe they have it there because you know you think oh, i mean i don't want to watch this but then you watch it and it's like you realize how important this little team of people just kind of like making these rough little scenes especially for attack of the clones like so much of the end battle are the little snippets that 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 team was able to kind of come up with that they can just, you know, and ultimately edit it into the movie and then ultimately ILM like made them look really good. And you get to see the course on Speeder Chase, the Ben Burt like home movie version with Ben Burt doing all the voices.
4: <laughs> and that, yes. If you'd spend as much
1: time working on your saber skills as you do on your wit, young Padawan, you'd rival Master Yoda as a swordsman. I thought I already did that's on disney plus people go and watch it
2: please everyone go watch it that's such a plus
1: (laughs) it's the plus in disney plus
3: yes
1: (laughs) so then there's the three featurettes uh, story action love which are awesome and pretty standard fare then we get into the 12 part webisode series which did they come out Every month on StarWars.com in the lead-up to Attack of the Clones? I think so. That sounds about right. They were the biggest deal in the world, literally when a new StarWars.com webisode would come out, it was like, oh, oh, everybody stop. It was like when like a trailer would come out today, and it would take an entire day to download it. And you would like literally... I would sit in front of my computer just waiting, like, ah, ah, it's getting closer, (laughs) and then finally you'd watch it, and it was like, you know, a six-minute documentary about the costumes for Attack of the Clones. You'd be like, oh, it's going to be the greatest. I think I was a little spoiled, because I think our internet was pretty fast at work, so... It didn't take me all day. It would take like a couple hours, but yeah, it would be like I'd get into work, I would start it downloading, and then when it was ready to go, all work stopped, and we would go to whoever's T whoever's monitor decided to download it that day and watch it and watch it like three or four times, and then get back to work.
2: You'd get to work, start it, let it download, and by the time you had to head home, it was ready to go. So you know you had your six minute uh, <laughs> webisode. Um, it's so crazy how just very transparent not secretive and that they were able to while well, they were you know showing just even like movies or anything like that like um even while making the films they would just be like hey come check out what we're doing <laughs> while filming it's so crazy
1: it was a different era yeah it was with uh with episode three when they had webcams on the set and we would tune in. Gabe and I were like calling each other, being like, "You watching the webcam? Yeah, you know I am."
2: <laughs> it's so wild. Now it's just like, nope. It's now it's all quiet. It's all secretive and hush hush. But different time. Yeah,
1: because I mean, the webisodes they started. I mean, if there were, they started at least a year, if not over a year, before the movie came out. So, and you were getting a a steady dose of pretty big information about in the movie and even things that would change because, you know, we're not, I mean, we're not talking about Revenge of the Sith right now, but like the giant remember the general Grievous one for Revenge of the Sith being insane. Cause it was like, Oh my God, here's this new crazy character. And that was so early that by the time the movie came out, like they had changed his design, they kind of changed his personality. Like he changed quite a bit from the time everybody first saw him in the web doc, like, you know, almost a year ahead of time. So yeah, so different than than you know today, where we're still waiting for our full Kenobi trailer for a show that comes out in six weeks. <laughs> Maybe the Bad Batch season two comes out next week. Maybe it comes out next year. We
2: don't know. <laughs> we have no idea.
1: <laughs> so we went through and watched a bunch of the webisodes again. We all picked our personal favorite. Silver, let's start with you. What is your personal favorite of the Attack of the Clones webisodes?
2: mine is that we didn't go to the desert to get a suntan so pretty much going on location to shoot some tattooing scenes honestly the only reason why i chose this is i just see george lucas in a fedora just having the best time of his life i'm telling you this is a a different george he's even on set When it's really hot in the desert and he's just there in a fedora, just having a good time. He even sits on Anakin's speeder and, you know, we have Anthony Daniels. Anytime Anthony Daniels is doing something, you know, he's just, Anthony Daniels is just there in his white robe on the desert. And they're just reminiscing of going back to filming on location, not behind a blue screen. That was definitely my favorite. But honestly, it's just because George Lucas is wearing a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he's just a different George Lucas. And I'm like, I'm just, he's just having a great time on vacation.
1: Sometimes that's all it takes to be a favorite. <laughs> is what, what, what's on George Lucas's head.
2: So. I honestly, I was going to go. Yeah, there was, I know there's a lot of like the web episodes. I was like, you know, I should I go, for, you know, when they're talking about the costumes, but I'm like, I just really like George Lucas in this fedora.
1: <laughs> well, that's like, I'm going to pick the the Buckethead one just because I still have Book of Boba Fever and it's all about Django. And it's got the wonderful part where Tamora Morrison says, may the fourth be with you, bro. May the Force be with you, bro. That never gets old. <laughs> so that that's top of my list today. I really love the first one, the "Here We Go Again," and again, it, it's like we've all been saying—just kind of the honesty in this, and the, the fact that this was the, our first real introduction to Attack of the Clones. I, I wonder. I think this first web episode it maybe it came out like in 2000, like the year after Phantom Menace. Maybe it was 2001. I can't, but I remember it was pretty close. And I like that they have, like, these hoity-toity, like, film people who are saying that digital will never, ever be what film is. And the fact that they included that as a counterpoint to what George Lucas and Rick McCallum and Lucasfilm, what they were starting with Attack of the Clones, that really did change the way, honestly, Films are made and shown, and television is made and shown, and entertainment across the board is made and shown.
4: The quality of an image that's captured on a digital camera does not stand up against the same image that would be captured on a piece of motion picture film.
0: When you're shooting a film, it's like doing beautiful art, you know, traditional
4: art. Uh, Video today is still modern art. Not even good modern art yet. There is a lot of controversy about the fact that we're shooting this digitally. As far as I'm concerned, they should have been shooting digital cinema 20 years ago. People say, why am I doing it? The real question is, why not?
1: It's like so much of this, like we've been saying, it's such a time capsule of the time of, no, like digital will never be anything, and it's not film, and it can't be film. I mean, you think of... Especially nowadays, like the way we're reviewing entertainment, so much mostly at home. It's just amazing how much this whole digital revolution of Attack of the Clones was just the start of something no one even knew what was coming. Well, it's it's extra cool now going back to when you have something like The Last Jedi, where they, they filmed more or less half the movie on film and half digital and... In the end, no one can tell which scenes were which because it's come so far to where there really isn't a difference. If you want your digital movie to look like film, it can look like film. And, you know, it's still a Star Wars movie kind of showing that off all these years later. It all started here and this webisode.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just really cool. Like all the, you know, all the special features. I mean, they're just really just pioneering just like, you know, just all like all the VFX stuff that, you know. It's just really so cool to see. And like you just said, it's like a, it's a time capsule and um, it just really just is a testament to just the brilliant team, you know, under George and just like the visionary that he was and how he had just like this vision of what he wanted. And just like the talented folks at Lucasfilm, you know, uh, trying to execute what he had planned and, Yeah. It's just, we've come a long way. (laughs) You know, we're talking about a movie that was testing the waters, you know, 20 years ago. And just to kind of see where everything is now and, you know, movies in general is, it's huge. And and it started with Attack of the Clones.
1: So there's the Across the Stars music video, which is incredible and insane and beautiful there's the teaser trailer there's the launch trailer there's 12 tv spots which those tv spots are so great with the character focused ones well i like all the ones too where there's just like the checklist like they have this they have this they have this this is their job they're jedi knight or what does obi-wan have he has like a a crystal, crystal lightsaber i think they call it
2: I just love seeing these TV spots because it just reminds me of, like, early 2000s.
1: (laughs) There's a poster gallery. There's an international print campaign. There's the R2-D2 Beneath the Dome trailer. There's the amazing photo gallery. photo gallery is really good. I had forgotten how good that was. Lots of pictures of Padme and 3PO, like, 3PO without his covering, and then... There's like Padme taking a nap with with 3PO's uh, metal parts, like from the scene where she's supposed to put them on him. But apparently she was tired, so she took a nap. (laughs) That's a scene that has still never been released or shown. Yeah. There's a whole episode two visual effects breakdown. There's the DVD-ROM web link. Did anyone ever do the DVD-ROM web link?
2: No. And I'm bummed that I... Can you can't even do it anymore? <laughs>
1: well, I guess I guess it was for people watching DVDs on their computer because I was like that was like before people would hook their DVD player up to the Internet. But I guess you would watch on your computer. Yeah, I know. I don't think I ever did it. And on the, the THX optimizer, if you pressed one one three eight, you got credits and bloopers. There were some very good ones on there, too. That's on YouTube, I think, isn't it? I think that that does the rounds every once in a while. With the, uh, the giant shack Falling in Geonosis Yeah So on the first day of release Attack of the Clones Sold 4 million copies Which at the time Was the third single highest day Release behind only Monsters Inc. and the original Spider-Man It has come out on home video Many many times since then More changes were on the Blu-ray I think the Blu ray version is what's currently on Disney Plus. But, like we said, the legacy of Attack of the Clones and the insane technology that made it happen just go hand in hand. There's across this entire DVD, there's just such an enthusiasm for what they're doing. And it's hard not to watch this DVD and not get like sucked up into that enthusiasm. And it's, if you love Attack of the Clones, like all of us do, it's just, it makes you love it even more going back and revisiting some of this 2002 time capsule stuff. Well, it's like the movie is overstuffed with outrageous stuff. <laughs> it's stuffed with stuff, and the DVD is equally stuffed with stuff, and it's just as over the top and explosions in your eyes of colors and motion and everything you get from the movie is all going on in the DVD at the same time. And there it's like, it is a perfect clone of the movie because it's just as crazy as the movie that it comes from.
2: I, you know, it's so funny. Um I, when I was excited to, you know, uh, come on the pod and talk about this, I, I haven't put a DVD in my DVD player in so long. And it was just so much fun just even going through all like you know, just moving through the pages and stuff. But it is quite special. This uh, this DVD, this the this DVD copy. The phys- like yeah, there's you know you have the two discs too, and one side is uh, the disc one. I think has Obi Wan and Mace, and then disc two has Django and all the clones. Just even like the art print on the disc itself are really special. <laughs>
1: taking it all the way back to the beginning and like what it, what it means to all of us too, like what it means for you with the new house and getting the DVD player and it, your favorite movie of all time. And all the memories that are all wrapped up in this movie and this little DVD, this little silly little plastic disc, you know, that it's, it's more than that for all of us. It's, you know, it's, it's a moment in time of this amazing groundbreaking movie that means so much to all of us yeah well it's like your special friend that you could go to the theater and take a nap with now you (laughs) can put in in your bag and take that friend with you on a road trip or to the store it's there
2: yeah the DVD the actual physical DVD can sit in your car you just gotta strap it seatbelt and then there you go you have your friend with you yeah
1: you don't even have to watch it you can just look at the case and remember remember what's inside
3: (laughs) that's right I hope you're prepared for the consequences.
0: Created just for this release. Hear a feature-length audio commentary
4: by Star Wars creator George Lucas and crew. I had to do a scene somewhere and to... Have him get this information from this character who had been sort of all around the galaxy. So I wanted to do a little homage to American Graffiti and have it be in a diner.
0: Get a first-hand
4: look at how digital artists transformed Yoda into a living,
0: breathing, lightsaber-wielding Jedi Master in the all-new full-length documentary, From Puppets to Pixels. Grave danger, you
3: are.
0: Witness the vital role the animatics team played in the production. With State of the Art, the pre-visualization of Episode 2 documentary. Learn the techniques of creating sound for a Star Wars movie from sound designer Ben Burt. In the documentary, films are not released, they escape. <laughs>
1: Okay, so everybody knows the deal. Apple Podcast Reviews, when you get done listening to this episode, go over there, write a little something nice about the show, leave us a good review. It helps more people find the show when they're looking for Star Wars podcasts, and we just really love reading your reviews. Brings warm feelings to our hearts. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. And you can take advantage of the handy-dandy search feature. And if you just want to find all of our Attack of the Clones episodes over the years, you can do that there. And after that, make sure you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you are a member of the Super Chill Group. If you want to support the show a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. Tons of bonus stuff. We did our Q&A episode. We got all of our... Mandalorian review episodes and Bad Batch and Book of Boba Fett and all that stuff is over there on the Blast Points Army. And don't forget, too, there's the link on the website. All the Blast Points t-shirts, all our Vault of T-shirts are currently on sale. They're all 20% off if you want to stock up and represent at Star Wars Celebration.
2: Well, you can find me at everywhere where Star Wars thrifting is sold on the internet. Um, Mainly on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Star Wars thrifting. I also have a podcast called Into the Garbage Shoot, And we have a website, intothegarbageshoot.com. Has all the links, all that stuff to all our episodes. I have a Star Wars podcast with my friend Cap. And we love talking about Star Wars. So that's where you'll find me thanks again everyone
1: i love it and we'll see you very soon at celebration right do you have any special celebration plans any celebration things you're you're really looking forward to the most
2: i gotta say just being there for 20 years of attack of the clones is really just what's on my mind i have no idea it's my third celebration my first celebration with actual like friends I've met online that I can actually meet in person. So I'm just looking forward to that. And I think we're all ready to kind of get, you know, reunite and just geek out about Star Wars. I mean, it's always the best feeling. I just amazed how much I can keep going throughout the day with the natural, this energy that burst through me while at celebration. So I can't wait. I just can't wait to even just go get a coffee in the morning, seeing a Mandalorian, a Jedi. I just you're just living in the Star Wars universe, so I'm just I'm just ready to go. I'm just ready to be there. That's it.
1: It's really the best place to eat breakfast. You can uh, <laughs> Star Wars breakfast is where it's at. It is. Well, we cannot thank you enough, Silver. This was wonderful. I don't know. It's. Yeah. Again, thank you for recommending the topic of the DVD, and just thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's just so good.
2: Yeah, thank you. I know, when you guys asked, and I mentioned it, I just felt like you were Obi-Wan saying, good call, my young Padawan, you know? You're ready. <laughs> let's talk about this dvd menu or let's talk about the dvd let's do it yeah so no thank you guys so much for this is honestly just a a truly an honor (laughs) to even do this um you know to even get to talk any star wars with you both but attack of the clones this is just a big highlight this is this is truly wonderful so thank you thanks again
1: anytime it was tons of fun for us too so we're always (laughs) up for talking attack of the clones Well, and thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with another new episode next week before we get into full-blown Celebration Month in May. So until then, we'll talk to you all real soon. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you.
2: watch Attack of the Clones after this. I'm pretty excited about it.
1: It's always the right time. <laughs> it's like I just watched Attack of the Clones. I guess it's a good time to watch Attack of the Clones again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then dream about Attack of the Clones.
4: May
3: the force be with all of you.